A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Betsy. Yes. Good morning to you. Good morning. This is our turn the clocks back weekend, right? Is it? I believe so. I haven't checked. Oh, let's Google that. Oh, an extra hour of sleep? (laughs) Yeah, but wait, we got to make sure we're right or we're going to change everybody's Sunday morning. (laughs) Well, provided they listen to us. Let's see here. Daylight savings. Look at me, Google. Why don't you talk about stuff? Oh, wait, it it says it right there. November 3rd. Is that? Sunday, November 3rd. That is this weekend. So yes, tonight, Uh unless you're one of those sticklers who likes to do it. You know, right when at it should be. At 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so set your alarms for <laughs> 2 on Sunday morning, or you can go ahead and turn them back tonight Yay! before you go to bed. This is like my favorite time of the year, I extra hours. love Please. this time. Now, it gets really dark after this. <laughs> yeah, that's but unfortunate. for right now, it's pretty cool. It is very cool. Yeah, and I'm glad we were right on that. <laughs> it would have been embarrassing if we weren't. Yeah, I remember one time, oh, we were a long time ago, but my sister and I, we were driving to church, so we were old enough to drive. Mom and Dad, mm-hmm. I don't know. I honestly don't remember why we drove separately. Okay. But anyway, I, I remember we drove into the church parking lot, and it was mm-hmm. a great big long driveway to get to the regular parking lot. Okay, yeah. And as we're going down that little driveway, mm-hmm. there are people that are trickling out of church, and this is the first service. So, so they these, hadn't been to church. No, they just decided they to were leave. leaving church. Okay. And that's what we figured. So we started calling them sinners because we were Because extremely... apparently coffee sounded better to them than going to church. <laughs> I guess so. And yeah, we okay. were just being funny with the sinners thing. Right. And we were laughing it up because we were having a big time. And we pulled into the real parking lot and it's completely empty. <laughs> and that's when we realized, oh no, they weren't just sinners. They were just dumb like us, and they'd <laughs> they never set the clock like you. So we turned around and drove back out and got coffee. And everybody that <laughs> we drive like past, yeah, everybody that drove past, we uh-huh. thought, oh. In fact, we actually made fun of them too, which we shouldn't have because we were in the same yep. boat. Anyway, what anyway. what are we talking about today? We're certainly not talking about all of that. No, we're not. Um, you know how much mail I'm going to get because I called people sinners. Everybody needs to understand it was a joke from a long time ago when, when I was When you were a person. child. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't nearly as adult as I am now. Right. right. Um, today we're going to talk about screws and hammers because in getting ready for this big event we have coming up in just over a week. Yes. Mark your calendar, November 13th. Um, in getting ready for this event, we've realized how... Things have changed in our minds about how we use these tools and how really you do need to have the perfect screw and just the right hammer to make your project go along smoothly. Yeah, this is actually uh, a couple of older segments because we've been so busy getting ready for the event. Yes. We haven't had time to create brilliant new material. Yeah, well. So we went back to some of our favorites, but we learned a ton from both of those. And for me, and we're utilizing it now. Yeah, the the one about screws changed everything. Yeah, and yeah. We'll tell you exactly how that worked out later. Mm-hmm. We're also going to be talking to Brad Krause from Service Professor about mm-hmm. the history of Service Professor, and that seems yeah. a little weird to to do that on a home improvement show. But Repcolite is a small business, a local mm-hmm. business, right? Owned and operated by the same family ever since 1946 yeah, when it was since founded. Since the beginning, and we. Ran into, or I ran into this, is it a meme? Is that what they're called? Yes, I believe so. I, I, yes. I can't pronounce GIFs or GIFs, yes. memes, or okay. 
anything. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I found one on wherever I was. Mm-hmm. I, I stumbled something, across it. Facebook or something. And I loved it. Yeah. I don't remember the picture. But the phrase was, support a local business because Amazon is never going to sponsor your kid's baseball team. That is, And I thought that was so fun. That is so very true because how many local businesses do we ask to help sponsor any number of things in the community? Mm-hmm. From the schools and their things to any of the other projects that seem to right. happen in towns. Building of new buildings and theaters and Small all kinds of stuff. businesses drive the community. They you do. Know, we're a part of the community. We mm-hmm. care about the community. Right. And so we wanted to highlight Mm-hmm. a particular small business and just let you hear about the history and where they came from. And we'd right. love to do this from time to time mm-hmm. with other small businesses. So feel free yeah. to shamelessly plug yourself by emailing <laughs> radio at repcolite.com and tell us a little bit about your story and maybe we'll get you on the air. Right. Or maybe one of your favorite small businesses that you exactly. go to because we'd like be... to hear their story too. Um, but real quick, before we do all of that, we've been working on all of the stuff for this event on November 13th and you came across a picture that, or maybe it was a piece of furniture yes. that you had seen in a store and you took a photo of it and you kept showing me it. It's wood. Did it and, get annoying? Well, it, it in the beginning it did. <laughs> but it, it was really cool. I, I understood why you were so excited. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, it was a piece of furniture and it was wood and then it had some just pops of blue in very strategic areas. And I thought it was the coolest looking thing it I've is, ever seen. It was very cool. The blue on it, the natural wood coming through. Mm-hmm. It was great. It right. was way too expensive for me to buy. <laughs> yes, it looked very expensive. So I took a picture and just pretended. Right. Well, and I, you keep going back to that picture. I've seen it come up a number of times uh-huh. on your phone. You say, do you remember this? Do you remember this? Um, and in getting ready for this event, I was doing some of the centerpieces, and there was this kind of blah-looking jewelry box. I mean, it's one that $2 we got. $2 from the mission store. Uh, yeah. Blah does not even begin. <laughs> To explain, I saw you get that out, and I thought, "What in the world I know is you Betsy going to do with I this?" I saw thing? the look on your face. Well, and then you came up with a great idea. Hey, I love this whoa, whoa, picture. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Say that one part. Yes, just again. I said you came up with a great idea. It was great. It was really good. You went back to that picture you saw in this very puny little sad-looking jewelry box. What it could be from that picture. I mean, you were completely inspired to turn this jewelry box into this lovely piece of furniture. <laughs> right. I'm not using it as furniture, no, nor no. am I using it for jewelry, since I don't have a whole lot. <laughs> right. But I did take this concept that I loved yeah. and translated it into something that I could, A, afford, right, <laughs> and something that I had. Right. And it turned out so well. We it, just yeah. used the Benjamin Moore sample pints mm-hmm. for a color. Yeah. We taped it off using... Because we got to give all the product plugs the here. The blue or the, the yellow green... frog tape. Oh, you use yellow. Yellow I it frog was green. tape. Okay. It will give you razor sharp lines. Yes. Works really well. Paint won't bleed around it if you apply it the right way. Mm-hmm. And we got razor sharp lines, little areas of blue, and then we mm-hmm. hit it with a metallic. Yeah. And did a stencil on the top just to add yep. that extra touch. Mm-hmm. The whole thing turned out great. So simple. We mentioned so it just because inexpensive. it took us about an half an hour, 40 minutes. If that. Simple project, really fun, yeah. really inexpensive paint. You can do tons of stuff with it. Well, you can Remember completely that. change a very sad looking thing that cost you nothing and make it look like it cost a fortune. And if you come to our event, which we'll tell you about at the end of the show, you might even sit at the table 
where it's featured. Right. Now, coming up after the break, we are in the studio with service professors, President Brad Krause, talking about how he got started and how this business went from very small to what they are today. That's after a break. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. Mm-hmm. I'm Dan Hanson. And I'm Betsy Thompson. And we're in the studio with Brad Krause from Service Professor. Brad, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me again. You're not just from Service Professor, you're the professor. Not professor. You're the president of Surface. You're the professor of Surface Professor. Something like that, yeah. The president, correct? I am the president, yes. I'm glad because we've had you here about seven times and I've called you the president each time. Wouldn't that be embarrassing if that was was wrong? No, I'm used to that. This is really cool to have Brad here because, Brad, you have a small business. Obviously, Repcolite's a small business and everybody starts from somewhere. I know that you guys have a history and... I am a history geek, as everyone knows. So I'm kind of intrigued by the history of your company. Do you want to tell us about it? Yeah. How you got started? Sure. Yeah, it is an interesting story. So um, it was uh, the the original company was G&D Electric, founded in 1978 in Greenville, Michigan, where I am from. Mm -hmm. And uh, my dad was a master electrician, so uh, kind of paved the way for me to get into that sector. And uh, back in 2004, we turned it more into a service company. So Previous to that, we did all the new construction and all the things you think of a typical mm-hmm. contractor would do. And you worked with him from the beginning or at some point in that process? Well, I was born in 1980, Dan, so definitely not from the <laughs> beginning, but uh, Gosh, I know I'm I balding. but old. Yes. I am old. Yes, yes, you are. See, Brad is closer to my age than your age. Yeah. You're the old man Isn't in this something? room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So not Thanks, quite Betsy. from the beginning, but since I was 14, yes. I was, All right, so I was you've been sweeping, there since you yeah, were 14. Sweeping shop floors and that, uh-huh. yes. So yeah. you were did typical electrical work, what we would think of, right? You were just saying that. New homes, stuff like that, new construction. And then in 2000 and what? About 2004, we we transitioned uh, over to a, a service company only, which we always did service. I mm. wouldn't say we did it uh, to the level that we're doing it at now, but we, we kind of got out of the construction side of things and somehow uh, predicted the the recession, if you will. It was by sheer luck and right. went more into a service angle, and that's where we've been ever since and what, added services since. What brought that about, that, that change? Because I guess... Let's go back one step and just tell the listeners who are unfamiliar with you. They must not be regular listeners. But right. what service professor actually does? You know, you, you mentioned all the different services under one roof. What are they? Yeah, so we're, we're the people that when, you know, uh, an outlet or a light fixture doesn't work or you have a toilet plugged or whatever the case might be, we're the people that you call to fix those types of things. So we're a service company. Uh, we shy away from, you know, wiring new houses or plumbing new houses or doing the heating and cooling in new houses anymore. That's just not who we are. It's not mm-hmm. our specialty anymore. Even though that's where I cut my teeth was mm-hmm. wiring. I'm a master electrician. So I was wiring brand new houses. That's what I did. Custom houses. And I loved it. And the fact that on the custom home side of things, I interacted with customers every single day, kind of led me to take the company to more of a service angle where mm-hmm. you're much more people facing. And uh, we emphasize 90% of our training is done on customer service to enhance that customer facing part of our business. And I would say, you know, with our growth rate and stuff, we've done fairly well at, at accomplishing that. So, what made you add in all these other parts of the, you know, because like you said, you knew electrical. 
what made you bring in plumbing and HVAC and duct cleaning and all of these different avenues? Yeah, so that's a great question. And I think anymore with, you know, everybody's so busy, you know, dual income households and running kids around like crazy that we, we really took the angle that we wanted to be the convenient company. You know, nobody, whether they admit it or not, wants to have a different plumber, electrician, mm-hmm. HVAC guy, all these phone numbers, all these people to deal with. We're all under one roof, and mm-hmm. there's one number to call to handle all of your services. You know, we have our maintenance program that covers all the services for our, our MVP members and stuff. And uh, we just we really want to take the angle of we want to be convenient for our clients, and I think it's worked out well. But the electrical guys do electrical, and you have plumbers that do plumbing. You don't have them crisscrossing each other, right? The electrician doesn't come and unplug my toilet. <laughs> yeah, correct. That is correct. And it's actually not legal to do that. We're, we are all, all handcuffed by our own uh, licensing with the state of Michigan. So uh, that's not... The electrician can unplug his own toilet sure, should the need arise. Certainly, right. <laughs> okay. And you can be dual licensed, but with the, you know, it takes four years to become a licensed electrician and three to become a plumber. So it would take an awful, awfully long time mm-hmm. to master both those crafts. So when so. we hire somebody from Service Professor, we're getting an expert in whatever field. We're not just getting somebody who can do a lot of everything. Correct. We're experts in every field. That person does not exist in our company. So... That was what, 2002-ish, I thought you said? Uh, 2004 is when we started. That's when we renamed the company, too, to be more marketable, if you will. Mm -hmm. You're all marketing people, so you understand that. We wanted to be something a little bit different than the acronym of our first names or our last name. So. Right. And we get asked all the time, you know, if we're, if we're a franchise, because our name sounds like we're a franchise, and we certainly are not. We're, we're homegrown, and my brother-in-law drew our first, uh, the electric professor is what it was called, what we renamed the company to. Oh, okay. Uh, once we introduced plumbing, that was no longer cool, so we mm-hmm. had to go to service professor. Yeah, I would uh, never call the electric professor to help me with my toilet. Yeah. No. Wouldn't make sense, would it? I don't, think I, I don't even know how many people I'd call to help me with my toilet. I'd be so embarrassed that I have a toilet problem. <laughs> I'd probably just sell the house or close that bathroom down. There you go. Yeah. Put a board across it. So we <laughs> this one can't be used. Out of Let's service. Let's use this one. So right around 2012, we ended up, uh, we were the service professor, and we dropped the the, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like Facebook. If you didn't know, Facebook used to be called the Facebook. Really? All my elderly relatives call it the Facebook still. Yeah. So they're actually (laughs) smarter than I am. Yeah, it's. I uh, thought that was funny. It's always the the everything, the Facebook, the Twitter. Yeah, I think a lot of people do that. They stick the in front. Yeah, you drop that. We did drop the. And everything's worked out really well for you guys. It's it's going well. Yeah, we're uh, making a lot of people happy. We hope, and uh, I think our reviews are telling us that we are, and having fun while doing it. You do a lot of things at Service Professor that are different from other companies in this in a similar mm-hmm. field sure just walk us through some of the things that set you guys apart well you know i mean look at it like this with any recruit i always ask you know i want you to come in and meet the team i want them in our building we think that we can impress most people if they see our our, our, our facility and mm-hmm. i think if our customers didn't call us over the phone i always tell our call center that that we'd probably book 10 percent higher if everybody came in to mm-hmm. book their service call <laughs> right Right. We're dog friendly. I mean, we can start there. Mm-hmm. We're dog friendly. We have dogs all over our office. We love that. Yep. Um, we've got an in-house gym for our employees. Uh, we've got an in-house salad bar that was new for 2019 to give back to our employees. Oh, that was not there Ooh, when we visited. No, yeah, it was that not. is new. Um, that was new this year. another visit. Well, uh, excellent. <laughs> <From> lunchtime. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, we just like to have fun and we have 
awesome parties for our employees and, you know, do a lot of things for our customers just to, just to be different keep it light. You know, we are a contractor and, but we like to be, say we're not a boring contractor. We're the, the Google of contractors, if you will, and just try to have some fun. And I think that relates over to the customer service mm-hmm. experience somehow, some way as well. Well, I know it does because we're, when we toured, one of the thing, one of the rooms you brought us through, I remember there was Spider-Man movie was playing. It was their call Big, center. And it's the call center, right? Sure, and you yeah. had a very good reason for why you had all this fun stuff going on there. Yeah, absolutely. Like we, we like to think if we're smiling, then the customer will feel us smiling on the other end of the uh, end of the phone line. So we always Even have a... Even though their toilet's plugged, <laughs> which is a really bad day. Well, face it, no... Nobody likes to call us. Yeah. It's, right. it's always because something that was working yesterday is broke today. Mm-hmm. So we have to, you know, get them past that the best that we can and let them yeah. know that, hey, you're calling the right place. You're calling the fun people. We're here to mm-hmm. help you. And you're going to love our technicians, you know. And so, yeah, there's always a movie playing and they have Sonos radio so they can all control the genre of music in the call center off their phones. And that goes throughout the building. Um, yeah. Your yeah, technicians, we, there's videos, right, Betsy? Yeah. Of the that that go out to the the clients, so you your know customers, right? Coming, they get a video nice. of yeah. an introduction of the Yeah, we do tech bios. So our marketing team puts together a bio of every technician, so that is text message to every client before we arrive. So they we, we understand that it's an anxiety filled moment. Most people mm-hmm. on the other side of that doorway for us are females. And they have a strange man, mm-hmm. uh, or if we happen to have a female technician coming in, that, that can be you know, struggle uh, right. for, for some people. We want to ma- ease that anxiety the best we can with those bio videos. And it's fun to watch our technicians. It's one of the most um, grueling things they have to do with working forces <laughs> is to, is to, video. to record How these videos. Yeah. They think they're like on CNBC or something. You know? It is so weird, though. You never know what yeah. to do with your hands. You yeah. never know. I get very shifty. Yeah, we were do. in the studio with somebody who wanted to do a promo on Instagram mm-hmm. the other day, and she puts her phone up, and I thought she was just going to talk. Uh-huh. And she and we didn't talk, but she spun the phone our way. I watched that promo, and yeah. every time she pans back to you, you get this I big smile. grin. Oh, no. I sit there <laughs> smiling because I didn't know what else to do. What a dope. Yep. Anyway, Brad, you guys do so many cool things. Been around since 1978. Yes, sir. Local business. If our listeners want to get in touch with you guys because something really bad happened at their home and they need it fixed, That's right. or they just want more information, how's the best way to get in touch? Obviously, we can go you know, archaic, and you can actually call us, like <laughs> some people still do, 616-871-1900. Or you can just go to our website, and you can actually chat with our company as well and, and describe your problem. We can help you, you know, through that form of communication as well, or email us, all available through our website at serviceprofessor.com. Brad, thanks so much for being here. My pleasure, as always. Now, coming up after the break, it's really hard to promote this segment because it's about (laughs) screws. How exciting is that? Well, it's exciting when you're doing a project and you know what to use. It is exciting because we learned so much Mm -hmm. from this one segment, and it changed everything when it comes to how we build stuff. Thank goodness. And we are going to tell you all about it when we come back. Stay tuned. want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. And we're back. I'm uh-huh. Dan Hansen, and <laughs> I have a surprise. Thompson. Oh, I don't know if I had I like a surprise this. a couple of days ago. Well, we're going to talk about screws and all the different things that we've learned yes, and how yes, it yes, has yes. helped us mm-hmm. in what we do and what we build. Right. And that'll play out as, as the segment unfolds. Right. But 
But in working in the shop recently, getting ready for our turn design on its head event, uh -huh. we were building some things and I did some painting. And so I opened the door to allow fresh air to come into the room. Oh, I know this. Story. And then I walked away from that open door. <laughs> and I remembered a few minutes later, you know, probably a half hour later, that I'd left it open. Mm -hmm. Oh, I better quit, go close that door. Uh -huh. So I walk into the wood shop. Yep. Start to reach to close the door, and the tools start rattling on the wall. And I thought, <laughs> the wind? Wow, that's quite a... And I look, and there's a squirrel. All, In the shop. Oh, wrapped around all the tools, <laughs> hanging on the wall. And it was one of those moments where I froze. My eyes went huge. He froze. His tail went puffy. And we just stared at each other for a second. And then he took off in one direction. I tried to head him off. I was running back and forth in the shop with slippery shoes on this really, really smooth floor, slipping and sliding all over the place, uh -huh. knocking things over. The squirrel is all over the place. He can't get any traction. And all the while, you are like 30 feet away with your back to me and earbuds in. And you didn't see Anything. Well, not only that, but we have a huge um, heater that hangs from the ceiling, one of those really old uh -huh. giant ones, and they are so loud. And that thing was running. All I heard was the door slam, and I figured you had been outside and you were just closing the door. I had no idea oh, the rest the of what happened. the drama that ensued. I got him out. <laughs> But it was quite an experience. It's probably the one who was constantly hanging around in front of that He's door. He's always been looking like he wanted to try to get in. Yeah. Well, he made it. He made it. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, it's not so fun in here. <laughs> All right. Yes, you have spent a lot of time in that shop because we building, have been- Building, building, building. Yeah, we've been building things like crazy. And I cannot even begin to tell you the number of times we have had to run to the store to buy screws because the screws that we currently have are not the right size they don't have the right head whatever it may be the ones we're working with and i'm getting yes. crabby <laughs> you right? crabby no. yeah once in a while <laughs> no so first off we're going to make kind of two parts out of this segment the mm -hmm. first part is kind of just a throwaway point but maybe not Okay. We always talk about having the right stuff on hand. Yeah. Right? That's yep. so important when you mm. start a paint project. You don't want to get into the middle of it and then have to run out and get stuff. Right. The same thing is true all throughout the house with any project we work on. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just need to go and stock up on certain things and just have them ready to go right. for that time down the road that you're not even anticipating yet when you need them. Right. And one of those things are screws. And people don't yep. think about that. No. But it is a huge thing. That will definitely pay off in the long run if you mm -hmm. go and just get a little collection of different types of screws and yeah. just have them on hand, ready to go. Mm -hmm. Drywall screws work great if you're looking for one screw that will work for a lot of different situations or applications inside. Get yeah. some different sizes and just have them stored and ready to go. Right. Make sure you have some exterior grade screws as well because those you're going to want for any little project that comes up outside. You don't want to use the drywall screws for that. Right. So get those screws together, different sizes, interior, exterior, right. and then get a little storage bin that you can carry with you, a little case. Right. So that's the simple point. Now let's get to the bigger point because if you go to implement this point, mm -hmm. you're going to run into a conundrum. You're going to be standing in the aisle looking yeah. at all these different boxes. Thousands. And there's all these different types of heads that you can buy. With all of these options, which one 
is best. The first screws were actually all flat screws. So And it goes back a long time. Yeah. A long time. <laughs> like wood screws had the flat slot in them. And then, you know, as we all know from working with them, your screwdriver slips out and the more you put pressure on it, the more torque you want out of it, the more it slips out. Damaged and it's just not right. fun to work with. Well, right. eventually a solution came about in 1908 mm-hmm. with screws with a square hole. That square shape allowed the driver to make secure contact with the screw. Yeah, so you so didn't have it, the yeah, screwdriver slipping out. Exactly. It yeah. drove it in much easier, much more torque could be used, mm-hmm. didn't slip out, didn't, didn't damage things. But... When the assembly line came out, Henry Ford's assembly line, yep. and we're making all kinds of cars, mm-hmm. all of a sudden that became a problem because right. the automated screwdrivers that they used on early assembly lines mm-hmm. would actually drive it in with too much torque and, and right. they would have problems. They needed something that would actually cam out right. or slip out of the drive. Mm-hmm. So in the 1930s, Henry Phillips comes out with an idea now it wasn't his invention he actually bought the idea or the concept from a friend who right. couldn't market it uh-huh. henry phillips had this concept of how he was going to market this this right. new screw yeah. and he did it spectacularly and so we end up with the phillips head screw mm-hmm. which is actually designed to slip out under too much torque and not damage not drive the screw too far and not damage the automated screwdrivers that they're using. Right. It was a great thing for Henry Ford because it has that nice point to it which makes the screwdriver slip right into the slot and right. it has it those centers yeah, easily. It has those nice outward curved blades on it. So everything works really smoothly and again, it cams out and you don't damage either the thing that you're making or the screwdriver that you're using. Right. Then in the early 70s, late 60s, mm-hmm. the equipment changed. And became self-limiting. Right. At that point, the slipping out or the camming out Mm -hmm. was more of a pain in the neck. Right. And they wanted something that could drive without doing that. And the star drive screw or the Torx screw came about. Yeah. And that was actually used as a security screw for a lot of different things. like Because nobody had the equipment to loosen them. Well, the early Macs so that you couldn't take it all apart. Don't open this box. We're going to put these special (laughs) screws on there and nobody knows how to open it. Right. Because no one had the appropriate screwdriver to do it. The stalls in bathrooms are usually (laughs) screwed on with some type of these screws. Right. Because we all know everybody wants to take those apart when we're in there. Uh, sure That's what do. I want to handle is bathroom Ugh. stalls in a public restroom. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this star drive screw provided much better grip on the screw. Yeah. Much better torque was allowed, and there was no slipping out or camming out at all. Right. So, which one's better for you? A lot of it's personal preference. But a lot of us have never tried some of these, you know, the mm. square drive, which is older than the Phillips. Right. Or the torque screws, which are newer. And the thing is, the Phillips screws... The fact that they were made to cam out was new to me, but I certainly understood it the minute I read it Mm -hmm. because that is my biggest frustration with those. Well, how many of us haven't had that happen? We keep pushing and pushing because we want it to go in further, and then we end up stripping the screw, and then we can't get it back out. (laughs) Right. It's a real pain in the neck. So you and I, back to our projects that we've worked on, we ended up going to the square drive screws and the star drive screws, the yeah. torque screws. Yep. And both of those significantly outperform the Phillips head screws. Absolutely. So from our point of view, we'd go with one of those two. Mm-hmm. Personally, 
the star drive seems to have the absolute least amount of problems mm-hmm. or opportunity for failure. So in my own home, that's what I'm buying. If I was doing a deck, I wouldn't even think about it. I'd get the star drive screws, the torque screws mm-hmm. in an exterior grade right? and just go to town because you're not going to have the failure that you're going to have with the Phillips head. Right. Now, just remember, if you do venture into this realm of other types of screws, most of us have the flathead and the Phillips head screwdrivers. A lot of people don't have the square or the torque, so make sure that you're getting the appropriate bits and the yes. appropriate screwdrivers. Otherwise, all of this information is no longer valuable. Yep. Now, coming up after the break, we're going to talk about hammers because we all use them, but we don't always use the right one because, believe it or not, there is a right one and a wrong one for every person. And more importantly, we're going to talk about the upcoming color and design event and how you can get tickets at half price. That's after a break. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, now we're going to talk about hammers. And yes. I had initially wanted to go into the whole history of hammers. Right. But it basically is a, a rock. Stone. <laughs> <laughs> tink, a rock. Tink, tink. And then it, then the improvement was lashing the stone to a hunk of wood. Right. And then eventually metal came into yeah. the play. And yeah. you, you can see how the whole uh-huh. thing works. Right. So that really wasn't all that interesting. <laughs> so what we wanted to do is focus on just the fact that first off, there's all kinds of different hammers. Mm-hmm. You've got ball peen hammers, you've yep. got tack hammers, right. you know, upholstery hammers. Yeah. Sledgehammers. Yes. What other kind of hammers? Rubber mallets. Yeah. Claw hammers. Of, claw hammers. And that's what we want to talk about. Right. That's what most people think about when they think mm-hmm. about just a typical hammer. Well, yeah. And it's something that everyone should have. There should be no if, ands, or buts about it. You should have a claw hammer. Right. Now, a lot of people think about hammers, I think, in the same way that people tend to think about paint sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that paint is paint. Right. right, we run into that all the time. A hammer why, is a hammer. Why do I need to buy more expensive paint or higher end paint when I can just get cheaper paint? Because yep. paint's the same all the way around. Yep. Well, it's not. Mm-mm. Better paint gives you a better experience when you put it on. Yeah. Try it once and you'll notice the difference. Right. The same is true with hammers. Some of us, the only experience we've got are the the bargain hammers that we find for two bucks in a bin. Well, yeah, because we think, well, we're not going to use it that often, so I'll just buy this cheap one and it'll last for what I need it to do. That, however, makes the experience not quite as good as it could be. And sometimes it's frustrating to use because the experience can be so terrible. But the good news is you really don't have to drop tons of money to get a good handle. No, not at all. In fact, you know, we've found them from $9 up to, you know, 26 36 I mean, you can keep going. Well, but you yeah. can get a good one for 9 10 bucks. Right. So we want to help you figure out what that one is, mm-hmm. you know, because when you go to the store, you're confronted with a bazillion options. A wall of options. You know, it's surprising how many different options. And yeah. the very first thing that you're going to notice is that there's all these different weights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there's everything from little tiny hammers with seven ounces on them right. you know, up to 36 ounce hammers. I mean, yeah. th- there's a huge range. Right. You, you don't need th- normally <laughs> the extremes of that. No. What we'd recommend is probably a 16 ounce hammer for most you know, yeah. around the home type projects. If you do a lot of maybe demolition or something, mm-hmm. 
you know, tearing stuff apart or you hammer it together wrong the first time and then got to rip it all apart, <laughs> then you might want a 20 ounce hammer just right. because you've got a little more weight to work with, but typically 16 ounce. Well, yeah, and those little hammers aren't going to do you much if you're driving nails into something. They're more for if you're doing upholstery and things like that and you have to tack little tiny nails in or if you do jewelry, I make some jewelry and I have a little tiny hammer like that. So that's about all those are good for. Right. Don't get one of those thinking that's going to help you because it's it's just a little easier to right, swing. Right, because or to it's use. lighter. It doesn't do you any favors when it comes <laughs> to actually driving the nail. You'll be there all day and you will be frustrated before the nail's even set. There you go. So the first thing is the weight. Yep. The next thing you're going to notice is a visual difference. And there's the curved claw mm-hmm. and there's a straight rip claw hammer. Right. So the, the curved claw looks like a little rocking chair. Yes. Right? Upside yeah. down? Yeah. It helps you pull nails out when you don't set them quite right. <laughs> right. And it's the it's the shape that we're all familiar right. with. Right. Yeah. I read online that the, the difference or the reason for that curved claw, mm-hmm. one of them, you know, the person did say it was for pulling nails out. Okay. But a secondary benefit that I thought was hilarious, because they weren't joking. A secondary benefit is that the curved claw is better for do-it-yourselfers. Because when you swing it backwards to to drive a nail Uh, forward, when you go on the backswing, if you have a straight claw, you could poke your eye right out. (laughs) (laughs) And with the curved claw, it's just going to mash your face. You have got to be kidding me. No, I'm not. Yeah, it's it's much safer because you're only going to mash your face. But well, not hopefully jab your you're eye not out. hammering that close to your face. I'm pretty sure there are <laughs> well, warnings. Sometimes on I gotta that. line it up. You know, I you gotta get, get that get close right to see. I think they have glasses for that. Yeah, I should use glasses. <laughs> so, which of these claws, Betsy? We would recommend the straight claw. I know it's counterintuitive to what we all think of, but the straight claw is actually going to be better if you're doing any sort of demolition at any point in time. And we found that when you compare the two, the weight balance between the two is a little bit different. You know, that curved claw tends to bring the hammer back just a little bit further. And that straight one, there's just, just a better balance. feels better. We talked to a contractor yeah. and that was exactly what he pointed out is mm-hmm. he just loves that because he feels like he's driving the nail better with that than with the curved claw. Mm -hmm. And he recommended the straight rip claw for everybody. Do it yourself or beginner. Don't worry about that. If you're worried about your eyes... Wear glasses, sunglasses, star <laughs> right. glasses, wear safety glasses. Right. Well, and I just want to point out that even with that straight claw hammer, you can still pull those nails out if they don't set properly. You just need to rock it from side to side right. a little bit to loosen them up, yeah. and it works just fine. And right. there are other implements to get the nails out if you need them. Yeah. So another big difference that you'll notice is the handles. There's mm-hmm. wood handles, fiberglass handles, and then there are hammers that are a solid piece of steel. Right. You know, which one of those is better? Well, the steel handle has the benefit of, you know, the head is mm-hmm. never going to loosen from the handle. It's not going right. to break. It's all one piece. It's one piece. Yep. The downside to the steel is that it, there's a lot of vibration. Mm-hmm. Even in the, the steel hammers that say they're anti-vibration or that they've right. got some technology to, to minimize that, yeah. you still feel it. We still felt it. We tried it out. We tested you know a few different hammers just to see the difference, and you do feel it. We actually liked the ones that were a fiberglass it just it didn't quite have that same vibration. It was easier to use. If you're going to yeah. use it for any length of time, I probably wouldn't go with the steel 
mm-hmm. entirely steel hammer. Right. I go with a fiberglass handle or even a wood handle. Right. Now, when we're talking about handles, one other thing very quickly is the, the shape of the handle. Yeah. Some of them have almost a hatchet type feel to them. Mm-hmm. Some of them are more of a straight handle. Right. Yeah. A lot of that's personal preference. Mm. Our contractor that we were talking about, though, brought up a great point. He doesn't like the hatchet style handles right for one main reason he can't slip it into that little <laughs> hammer holder on uh-huh. his belt as easily right. and that's a big thing he said it got very frustrating and he usually shaves that off right if he's stuck using a hammer like that yep. so think about that one last thing to really focus on is the material used because there is a new material out there relatively new mm. but titanium and yeah. it's getting talked about there's yep. a lot of buzz about that go to a titanium hammer it's going to reduce the vibration sometimes mm. some manufacturers say it'll reduce it up to 10 times from a steel hammer right. it's still as strong and powerful and will drive nails as well as a steel hammer will but it reduces the vibration dramatically right Here's the scoop on that. It's really, really super expensive. (laughs) Yes, it is. So you're talking sometimes upwards of $200 to get a titanium hammer. You can get a wood-handled one that was made overseas Mm -hmm. for around $80 to $90. Right. If you're just using it for normal, do-it-yourself type stuff, don't bother with it. Steel is still the way to go. And even a lot of professionals still opt for steel, largely because of the, the cost benefits. The yeah. best thing we can recommend, though, is before you buy a hammer at all, go try them out. I mean, you right. can't go pound stuff. No. But pick it up. See how it feels in your hand. Right. Give it a little swing in the store, you know, test one in each hand, see the <laughs> Watch difference. Watch you're swinging it. Well, yes. I'm just saying, you, you know. thunking little kids like, or something. Like wrist action. Like you're ringing some bells or People something. People are going to think you have problems. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I stood there and did it, and so did you. Yeah, I did. <laughs> anyway, that's what we'd recommend. Make sure you try it out. I would never buy a hammer online. You know, you can no. maybe get a good price, but when I can actually yeah. hold it, make sure it's going to work for me, I'd right. rather do that. Yes. Now, in the last couple of minutes we have, I want to talk about the upcoming color and design event that we're hosting that we've been really alluding to all show long. Um, it's called Turn Design on Its Head because we're hoping that that's what you will do after you've been there. It's right. what we're encouraging you to do. Right. It's coming up November 13th. That's a Wednesday night, like a week and a half from now at the Sunnybrook Country club out in granville runs from six to eight o'clock at night and really it's a whole lot of fun out there we should clarify that this is the diy edition of the event we run two of these two nights of these one is for professionals Mm -hmm. uh, interior designers architects builders painting contractors wood finishers right all of that and those tickets are handled differently so If you're one of those people in that professional crowd Mm -hmm. and you want to come to that event or you want more information or you signed up for that event, that is November 14th, so don't freak out. (laughs) If you would like tickets for that one, Mm -hmm. you could email us at radio at repcolite.com and we can hook you up. But what we're talking about right now is the DIY edition directly geared towards people who love to tackle these projects on their own. Right. And you're going to get a lot of really cool stuff when you come out. First of all, there is a ton of stuff to see, not least of which is an upside down room that is truly gravity defying, I will say. We even hung a coat upside down. Yes. Took a little thinking. (laughs) But it turned out really, Trial really cool. Trial and error. <laughs> you got to come see that. Yeah. Plus, you're also going to get a really cool swag bag. It has a $10 gift certificate in there. So although we're charging $10 for the tickets, if you come out to the event that night, 
you get a $10 gift certificate to Repcolite off of any purchase. So that means that really it's a wash on the price. Right. And that's each attendee will get that. Right. So you can get your tickets at Mm design2020.eventbrite.com. Design2020.eventbrite.com. And if you enter the promo code when you click the tickets, Mm -hmm. you can enter a promo code. There's a link there. And if you enter radio, you'll get them for half off. So, so $5 that's a ticket. $5 a ticket instead of 10 Right. We'll raffle off three prize packages worth over $300 each. Mm-hmm. You just got to come out. Yeah. That's all the time we've got. If you want to check this episode out again, you can find it online at RepcoLite.com. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And we'll help you keep squirrels out of your workroom, uh-huh. the right screws and hammers in your tool belt, uh-huh. and we'll give you all the information you need to turn design on its head in your own home. Of course we will. That's what we're here for. That's what we do. Thanks for listening.